You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Round one, fight! Can't we do our own secret shows? All our shows are secret shows. And we have the tools, we have talent! You have to use so many cuss words. Let's go! Ooh, yeah! So you uh, you keeping up with the with the Dallas Stars? Uh, Are you a sports guy <laughs> at all? No, no, I can't really say I am. I, I get into sports when um, there's a you know I, I do the Super Bowl, I do March Madness. Just recently, we did the brackets, you know, because I I an Olympics. I'm a huge Olympics fan. Like when the Olympics come around, like I get excited. I, yeah. I, I watch all the weird sports that nobody else has watched. Um, but I, I can't say I'm a sports fan though. Yeah, I think Olympics has a cool novelty element to it. Yeah. Where it's like, we don't get this all the time. So it's kind of, if we got those sports all the time. I know. Like, if we lived in Norway, mm-hmm. we would probably be sick of the winter games. We would be like, all right, cool. <laughs> Hockey, <Yeah>. luge, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you. I love the Olympics. I love both the summer and winter games. Uh, I love that they're going to be adding to, like, dance battles to the summer games this year. <laughs> oh, really? Is that the new one? Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to keep up with the last time. It was uh, the skateboarding. They added the, the uh-huh. half pipe and shit, and uh, yeah, yeah, the I skateboarding, the snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I met one of the guys that's on Team USA yeah. at a, a station event a couple weeks back, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! You, you're gonna be dancing in the Olympics, like, and not with a ribbon, like, I just know, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They do that, the freestyle. Uh, what is it? Gymnastics. They do the ribbons and popping and locking and stuff now. See, this is what well, TikTok has done. This is the TikTok generation's <laughs> contribution to the Olympics. I know, right? Everybody has to dance. I don't understand those talk ticks. Um, <laughs> no, so like it's kind of it's kind of weird. Jekyll and Hyde here. If mm. you were in DFW, like the sports culture is is like you know how the sports culture can be here. It could be a little venomous, but it's like it's weird because you had the Mavs that have Luka Doncic and they they just got Kyrie Irving and then they tanked like their season was horrible at that point they just went downhill like every week was like all right well we're in second place if as long as we don't slip too much you know we should be pretty comfortable you know we might still get a first round bye in the playoffs okay we're in fourth place now but uh you know it's okay we're we're still in a good spot you know we we may get an easy round one okay we're getting down to fifth place uh we this is going to be this is going to be a, a little bit of a fight but we got it <laughs> then it's like Okay, well, we're in seventh, and we have a shot at getting into the play-ins, <laughs> so that way we can be in the playoffs. Right. Oh, we just we just finished dead last. And okay, now it's so over. Nothing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is the cycle. Though I've been, I I lived in Dallas for twenty five years, and right. every year this was going to be the year. This is going to be the year yeah. we go all the way. All right. It never was. Yeah, but the, and what I'm saying, like, but then you know, as that season is ending. You got the Dallas Stars, who are arguably like one of the best teams in the NHL. Yeah. They're in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, first round. And, you know, in fact, they're playing the Wild right now. I don't know what the score is. I didn't is, even know that. Uh, but they were up last time I checked. Mm. But uh, that, and you've got the Rangers have just started their season. And you know me, I like baseball. Yeah. I, I think I took you guys to a baseball game once and realized. We've been to a couple, I think. Oh, you guys don't like it very much. <laughs> we go again for the, the uh, yeah, the, the, the cheering and the songs at the hot dogs, free hot dog night. Oh, yeah. Then we go on like Star Wars night where they were doing uh, little Star Wars-themed presentations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Darth Vader threw out the first pitch. Guys, one of my favorite photos of that has to do with Joel and Jenna is a <laughs> selfie that they took <laughs> yes. in the American Airlines Center at a Dallas <laughs> Mavericks game. So, like, they stand up with, like, the court behind them and, like, take the, the selfie. Meanwhile, off camera, yes. I'm taking a picture of myself with them in the background. It's very Rosencrantz and, and Guildenstern. <laughs> it's It's awesome. <laughs> And I'll, I'll crack that one out every once in a while. But yeah, that's one of the few times I think I got Joel to come out to a sporting event. 
Um, I love it. But you like Wii Sports, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, the Wii, oh, Wii Bowling? You Wii can't bowling. turn me away from that. <laughs> so if, if the sports had like a controller, like you'd be you'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. If I got to control. Could you watch that like on Twitch? Uh, what, sport, actual sports or sports video games being played on Twitch? No, like we like sports video games. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so are we talking like NBA Jam? Because I loved NBA Jam. I love kind of a, a sports yeah, any, game that sports accentuates. Like, and, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, are we going for like realism? Like, is this like the Gran Turismo of football games where they're going for... You know, I don't... I didn't break it down that far. <laughs> my thing is, if I'm if I'm watching someone on Twitch, mm-hmm. I'm usually watching somebody go through a bunch of like expert Mario Maker levels. That's kind of my jam. Yep. Uh, every so often, I'm cool with like watching somebody play some new release. Like there was that Army of Dark or Evil Dead game that came out yeah. not too long ago, and I like watching that kind of stuff. Uh, but my 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 big thing is watching people go through and play like Mario Maker, sometimes Mario sixty four on the off chance yep. my my daughter loves mario 64 she loves that aesthetic really? so if we go through and we scroll past someone who's playing it she's like yeah i want to watch that one Weird. you know why i think she likes it because the opening shot is of princess peach reading a letter oh really yeah i could see that yeah the positive connection my daughter is such a she a peach fan she's such a girly girl and i i love it but she's yeah she is a peaches 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 she is a, a huge peach fan <laughs> I heard Sarah. Yeah, oh yeah, she's not laughing at us. No, okay, again, at not at us. Whoever right. she's talking, well, to. I'll edit her into the uh, podcast anyway. Yeah, it'll be like we have our own audience. That would be wonderful. I know she wants to be. She wants to be a part of it. As does Jenna. We'll get them both on for a future episode. She misses you guys, but she had a lot to share. Same in this week's episode of Low Res High Def, right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel, and uh, this is where we've come back. We've returned to talk every week about resurrected. You know, I, I hate to use the term pop culture, but we talk about pop culture. It's not specifically movies. Sure. It's not specifically games. It's not specifically music. It's just whatever the hell moves us at that time. And, you know, I guess just kind of building off of the um, the stream of consciousness podcast that we had kind of become popular for <laughs> and uh, and just the random singing. Like, I know people were kind of fans of that. And if they weren't, sorry, they, they let us know that, too, that they didn't like it very much. <laughs> not stopping. <laughs> Brought it back to this podcast. You can find us at lowreshighdef.com. Is, is that right? That's correct. You did it. <laughs> My wife is laughing, and I'm just assuming it's because I'm doing it <laughs> Again, wrong. Not of us. And uh, that's where you can find us and uh, follow the links there to our different social media sites and, uh, and join the discussion. Uh, and before we get into that discussion, I want to know, mm. Joel, I what's know your obsession? What you're what's thinking? your obsession? I always do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two different songs. Uh, well, it's indicative of the rest of this podcast. Okay, so I do have an obsession. You have one. Thank uh, you. I, I didn't realize until just now because um, this weekend we went out uh, looking for bikes. We were going to go uh, bicycle uh, shopping. We're uh, going to take a trip to Florida here in a couple of weeks. We're going to be on the beach and needed some bikes um, to, to ride around with us. And also here in our, our new town, it's very bike-friendly. There's a trail uh, just like half a mile from uh, our house that uh, goes all the way into downtown Greenville. And uh, so we're going to be bike people mm-hmm. and uh, specifically discover the, the the world of e-bikes and uh, nice. the advances they've made in uh, in a while. Yeah, they got a bunch of, there's a bunch of companies that do like direct-to-consumer uh, e-bikes. You can just buy them on, it's like the Carvana uh-huh. of e-bikes. You just buy it online they ship it to your oh, house God, no as someone who bought a carvana car stay away did you really <laughs> not stay good. away yes no. a giant drone did not come and drop that off at your house no and i, I did it specifically because of the giant because i wanted the goddamn machine i want to do the vending machine yeah have them give me a coin yeah and like i was going to put it in the machine it was going to come down and they're like yeah machine's broken 
I was like, what? Uh, I was the machine. Bro. I was like, then you better go fix it and then call me, come back. I'm paying for then, the experience. Then I'll get my car. Yeah. And then like, they, they're like, here you go. Here's the keys. Have a good day. I go, shouldn't I get a coin? <laughs> I want my giant coin. <laughs> Your novelty size coin. <laughs> Look, you know me. If I don't get my tchotchkes, I'm going to be mad. Yes. I'm that kid that went, if I went to McDonald's, like even when I was too old to get Happy Meals, mm-hmm. which it doesn't exist, by the way, guys. But when, when my parents thought I was too old, I would get upset. I'd be like, but what's my dad would bring food home and I'd be like, what'd you get? He's like, oh, I got you cheeseburger. I'm like, happy meal. He's like, no, you're a big boy now. You don't need that. I'm like, uh, but they're doing Muppet babies, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. They're doing the, the transforming food, the fries that turn into a killer robot. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You don't remember that? They can make that one up. The McDonald's Transformers toys were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. We'll have to do a whole other episode on like the McDonald's exclusives, especially back in the 80s. We'll, we'll have to have yeah. my boss on. My boss, uh, his background is in toy making, and he's got a lot of great stories. He has a business now where he kind of makes custom uh, is, figurines. Is his name Geppetto? <laughs> That's right. He's an old, he's an old mustache. Does he wish every night for a real boy? <laughs> That's right. In his suspenders and uh, handlebar mustache. In a, in a stereotypical Italian accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joel. He's got a real cricket problem, real bug problem in this place. <laughs> you should fumigate. He'd be great to have on uh, for that discussion. That's really cool, man. You're a very active guy. You like? I remember <laughs> no, really the, not. the like couple of times you visited Europe, and there's pictures of you biking around Europe. Yeah. Uh, that was like five and, years ago. Like, that's not the kind of stuff I do. Like when I go to vacation, I want to break. Like, I don't want to do anything. Look at my face right now. Do I look like I look for things to do that's physical? But uh, but I think that's really cool, man. I I want I, I wish you could bike your ass back up here. Well, that would be like uh, yeah, that would take weeks to to do. Even with an e-bike, you'd be like, what are you talking? You'd be like, um, that that don't they don't they have a thing where like people for charity they like ride from one side end of the country to the other? <laughs> I, I can get uh, sponsored. You think? Yes. <laughs> you get sponsored. Like go door to door, ask people. Drive through small towns and like people just follow you for no reason. Hi, my name is Joel. I'm trying to raise money <laughs> to bring awareness <laughs> wait, to the scourge. Are, you, known are as... you being the guy from Office Space? <laughs> the, the dude selling the magazines. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hello, sir or ma'am. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, okay well my obsession kind of taking off uh from when i was playing luigi's mansion i finished luigi's mansion 2 Mm -hmm. and started luigi's mansion 3 which each of these games like the first luigi's mansion i blew through in like five hours the second one took about Mm -hmm. double that time it took about 10 to 15 hours to get through um yeah and then this third one i've played through like the first hour of it and I'm, I feel like I am not even close to scratching the surface on this game. No. This feels like it's a beefy game, and it's beautiful to look at. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're finally experiencing it. Yeah, it's a, it, it, for us, uh, it was about uh, 15, between 15 and 20 hours. I think yeah. closer to 20 hours. Okay. Um, and you know me, the way I play, I try to get everything. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little longer yeah. for you. Although we, we take our time, too, and uh, so, so it'll probably even out. But uh, yeah, so glad you're finally playing this game. What are your, what are your first impressions? Oh, dude, it's so gorgeous. And I'm going to tell you, like, having played the first two, like, I still have a 3DS, and my 3DS is loaded. If someone were to find my 3DS and just, like, swipe it from me, Mm -hmm. there's probably a good $2,000 worth of games (laughs) on there that I've bought from the marketplace. Mm -hmm. When I found out they were closing the marketplace, I probably put, like, a couple hundred bucks on my Nintendo account so I could grab the things that I didn't want to lose out on. Like, you know, Luigi's Mansion, never played it. And I'm like, this could be much easier than trying to find a physical copy later. Let me just get these. Uh, I also got all of like the available Mario and Luigi RPGs, uh, which Mm. 
I actually took a break from Luigi's Mansion 3, and I've been playing. That's what I was going to say. My actual obsession this week oh. is Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga oh. with Bowser's Minions as kind of the add-on game that they did for the 3DS. And um, this game is amazing. It's yeah. so good. It's so fun. But yeah, like the, that that 3DS, uh, it's got a good shelf life, and I think I just beefed it up like even more. It's going to be sticking around for a while. Like I have a bag that I carry around with me, my essentials. Like if I get bored <laughs> somewhere, like I've got I've got my Switch, I've got my uh, a Steam Deck, and I've got my 3DS. Oh my god! And that's like it, uh, no shit weighs this bag down. Yeah, that's like 15 pounds of gaming right there. Yes, easily. My wife is constantly like moving the bag off the couch, and she's like, "Jesus, <laughs> what do you have in this thing?" And I'm like, "My babies. I have my babies in this bag." Be careful. <laughs> she's like, "If this house is ever on fire, you're going to save your games first, aren't you?" And I'm like, "No, I'll already have them with me, <laughs> so we won't have to worry about that." Picturing you like sleeping in bed, and then the smoke alarm goes off. You throw back the the, uh, the covers, and they're already under. You're snuggled with them in the fetal position. My, my Steam Deck in a bra and my thong panties. PS Five between your legs. PS Five with a cigarette hanging out of its slot. <laughs> you were amazing. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my not fucking my that's not your fucking obsession. my toys, but pl- playing you know, my games. Be next week's obsession. Yeah, let's get into uh, let's get into our, our topic of the week. Let's do it. And this one re- was really exciting for me. Mm, uh, me and too. this was this was Jenna's idea, right? It sure was. Yeah, she came up with yeah. it because we'd been uh, we'd been reminded of uh, Blockbuster because we were out walking uh, the dog in a park, and uh, you know how. I don't know if you've, you've ever been in like a nice neighborhood. Sometimes they'll have like the little public library. Yes, I don't live in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean like uh, kind of like a higher end, like, like a Highland Park. Joe, I don't know if you've ever been in a nice neighborhood, you know, places where you don't have to <laughs> no, listen I'm... to five gunshots every hour while you're trying to get to sleep. That was my old house. You remember that? Ooh, do not miss that. Uh, yeah. Fireworks or gunshots? You were like one street. Of, both of us are like, we're like our, your area and my area. It's like yeah. good street, good street, good street. Then like you just go past Downhill. the alley and it's like, oh my God. So quick. Welcome to Beirut. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, man. Rough times. So not sure if you've, have you ever seen these? Um, it's like a little, little, it's a little box and people put books there. It's like the uh, park library, the community library where yeah. you go drop off a book mm-hmm. and uh, you can, if you take one, you, you bring one back and you kind of pay it forward and uh, everybody gets a little bit of learning or entertainment depending on what the book is yeah um so they're always shitty books though (laughs) like i'll open that up and i'll be like what the fuck is this i don't want to read sue grafton a lot of fantasy yeah we we saw the the twilight trilogy in the the one we were looking at that was fun that's no good uh but they also in this particular park that we were walking in they had one for dogs uh so people would bring dog toys and uh joe i think i sent you a picture of this but uh, there was an adorable dog toy that i uh, i just had to have we did exchange we took some of her uh, toys and replaced yeah but in return i got this uh Barkbuster video that's so it cool it's man a plush toy that's adorable in the shape of the uh, blockbuster <laughs> yeah the the covers yeah and uh, that got us talking about it and reminiscing and the next thing you know we're watching videos about what happened to blockbuster video and oh what was it like um and uh, blockbuster itself has kind of been in the news having a little bit of a renaissance uh-huh. in the last couple of oh, years yeah. so i uh, figured this was a good time to talk about it discuss it and uh, reminisce about our own memories in blockbuster and also just kind of the vhs uh, era itself right just the rental era yeah um so mm-hmm. what i found is funny is that they just had some like didn't they do a sitcom about blockbuster that was on Netflix. That's right. It is already canceled. Uh, but I did watch the pilot episode. <laughs> I know it's surprising too because they had a lot of talent behind it. It was um oh what's the guy's name? 
It was uh, him. Randall Park. Randall Park. There you go. Yep. It's got Randall Park in it. Yeah. It had uh, uh, Santos or whatever the character's name was from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Fumero. There you go. She's great. Um, and uh, we, we thought the pilot episode was funny. I mean, funny as any other sitcom that's on right now. But uh, for some reason or another, another yeah. uh, Netflix decided to cancel it. But still, um, there was enough popularity and heat behind it to even bring that uh, into fruition. So, yeah. Blockbuster is uh, back again. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's back? Are TV comedies <laughs> like the horror movies of TV, like just super cheap to produce? Yes. I think. Well, because that's probably reality TV, but they're probably right up there. Yeah. You just there's so many they throw so many comedies at you and it seems like not a whole lot of them stick around and like when you look at something like like friends in and you could say what you want about like how it didn't age well or whatever but like that that show had a, had some staying power it was some good writing some decent writing yeah. but there always seems to be something a little special about the production you look at Frasier look at Cheers look at even the original Night Court and then compare it to the new Night Court yeah. And you're like, what did what did we do? Like, why is this a hard formula to replicate? Because you seem to get it really good. And then it's like, was it all, you know, the the, the guy who played Harry Stone? Um, you know, did did he really keep it all together? Oh. John Larroquette definitely wasn't that thing. Oh no. Um, well, no, I mean, look, let's be honest. John Larroquette is a fine actor, but he's not going to have that that he's not stain, an anchor. not not the stain, but the drawing power. There you go. Um, so my first experience with Blockbuster was way late, I think. Me too. Uh, I was I was well into my teens. I think I'd even graduated high school uh, before I had my own Blockbuster account. Um, wow. One of my friends, Sean Bishop, <laughs> worked at a Blockbuster in Plano, and I finally opened an account. We would go with our friends, like, you know, with Jay and Shannon and, and Kyle and James, and all these, like, we'd go and we'd rent, like, the PlayStation, we'd rent a bunch of movies, and one time they were like, Joe, do you have a, do you have a, a card? Do you have an, an ID for a, a membership? I was like, no. He's like, well, let's get set you up with a membership. I'm like, I don't want to pay for that. He's like, you don't pay for it. It's free. The membership's free. He's <laughs> like, you pay for when you rent. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he sets up my account, and you were able to, like, and I, I think I may have told you this already. You're able to put other people on your account, like guests that can rent on your card if they know that they're on your account. Ooh. So I had Kurt Russell added to my account. <laughs> So, so every time, like you would, I'd go rent a movie or something. Somebody would be like, "Are you Joe or Kurt?" And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> "You, you guess, I'm Joe." <laughs> Please tell me. You don't know. You work in a movie rental place. You don't know who Kurt Russell is. Come on, that's perfect. Uh, but no, my my early rental experiences were like when I lived in New York, and my father would get my sister and I every other weekend. Mm -hmm. It would be Dad's weekend. Uh, my parents obviously were divorced. They didn't just have like some weird thing where he didn't live with us. But uh, but like we'd go and we'd hit this grocery store called Wegmans. And if anyone's listening from the Northeast, they know what Wegmans is. Wegmans is kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, the the Kroger of, of the Northeast. That's an apt comparison, yes. So we would go. They had the video rental place there. And what was great is that Wegmans was like this one-stop shop. The groceries were great, but then they had like built-in Chinese food restaurants, which what? were actually good. Pizza shops that were actually good. So dad would like grab us pizzas. We'd get chips. We'd get snacks. He'd get like whatever cereal we wanted for the weekend. And then the final stop was in the video rental yes. spot. And so we'd go in there and my sister would get to get two movies and then I'd pick out two movies. Mm. And like she always picked out stuff like Crush Groove or like <laughs> The Decline of Western Civilization, which was like this documentary about metal. What? Uh, oh, yeah. the, the music metal, not like the element. There you go. Uh, and I would <laughs> That'd be always. Weird. Interesting choice. I'd always be like, 
getting my dad to rent me like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th yeah, stuff or ninja movies like this is where my love shocking if you've listened dear listener to any of the editing bay episodes you know I have a soft spot for bad ninja movies specifically American mm, Ninja more like hard spot Joe <laughs> yeah from six to midnight <laughs> uh, so, so I would uh, crass. yeah I, I'd rent those movies that's where I got my my exposure and yeah we'd go back home and we would just we'd watch these films films into the and th- and it wasn't just these this one time we rented basically the same movies over and over and over again. oh yeah it was a rotation of maybe each of us had like six movies that we were always renting we always wanted to see it. yeah because the new releases were always a little more expensive yeah and there was like every once in a while we could get one new release or we could get two like just regular movies. That's or right. Whatever. The cost was different. And my father would always try to direct us. Yeah, he'd always try to direct us to like, well, let's see what's going on over here. Yeah, <laughs> look at this one's one dollar. And yeah, like that's where that's where I found like Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and you know, what, you would, didn't see that in theaters? No. What? I sure didn't. Wow. I think I I talked about this on our live episode too. Surprise! I never got to see this in the theater. Um, and I was a huge He Man fan. My dad was yeah. just like, no. It looks too violent. I'm like, it's not any more violent. Like, as an adult, I'm like, it's not any more violent than the cartoon was. It's cartoonish violence, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my first experience, was just going to the grocery store and renting movies there. In fact, that was where, um, like, it was unheard of to me. Like, I always heard, like, you know, what if we wanted to buy this movie? And they'd be like, yeah, that'd be like $400. $100. Like, <laughs> exactly. What? what? It, You'd see the price tag on, I'm like, $99, $99. Like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, like, why is this so much? Yeah. For Quigley Down Under? The first we <laughs> hey man, Alan Rickman was a treasure in that movie. So, so it was when they announced Batman coming out on video, where mm. you could pre-order your copy for like twenty five dollars, nope. and I was like, Dad, I want it. He's like, Okay. And my my father loved that movie. We probably saw that movie like three times in the theater. It was the same <laughs> summer I think that Ninja Turtles came out, oh, and we glorious. saw both of those movies a number of times in the theater. Great summer. And uh, and he's like, Yes, let's do this. Let's let's pre-order it. So, like, I remember when the day came and it was time to go get it. We drove to the video rental place and they're like, hey, yeah, can we help you? I'm like, I'm here to pick up my pre-order of Batman. They're like, oh, you're going to watch it tonight? I'm like, you know it. And so they pull out this, you know, the movie in the slipcase and they look at me and they go, I think you deserve something special for this special. I was like, what? What? So they like took out scissors and they cut the slipcase up and they pulled out one of the clamshells and threw the slipcase in the clamshell and put the movie in it and handed it to me. And they're like, there you go. That's going to protect your movie. And it was like, dude, it it seemed like super special to me. I was like, wow, like I've got this protective hard case now for my movie. And like whenever my friends would come, like they'd come over and be like, you want to watch Batman? They'd always be like, why do you have it in that big case? (laughs) Because it's awesome. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I've never seen that. What a weird thing to do. Was that their policy to do that? No, no, no. You just looked like like you're you're, special. I just looked like a cool kid that wanted Batman or whatever. And (laughs) yeah, they're like, here you go. (laughs) And I was so excited. And like to this day, I would watch it like I throw that well not to this day probably up until about 10 years ago I throw that video in and there's so much nostalgia like it opens up with a, a Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck advertisement oh, for like the, the Warner trailers. Brothers shop yes. and they're like hey you know call this phone number to get your free Warner Brothers ball cap and then they'll send you a catalog and you can order other Warner Brothers merch and then it had like the Diet Coke commercial with Batman driving on the road and Alfred's on the phone oh, he's calling the I remember that like, one we seem to be down to our last Diet Coke <laughs> yes. the master is on his way Oh, poor Michael Go. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, like that was like that's to me. That's funny. That that is like that was the genesis of the movie rental experience. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it sounds like you and I were kind of living the the same existence there. Hey, before I um uh, recant my uh VHS tales, um speaking of Batman, did you see that new trailer for the the Flash movie coming out today? I haven't. No, I haven't yet. Yeah, new trailer. Check it out. Um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. Um, really leaning into uh, the Michael Keaton. I thought he was mostly going to have a cameo, but uh, the way the trailer makes it look, he's he's pretty much uh, one of the main players. Like it's him and the Flash that's, and Supergirl doing this. I feel like that's good. I feel like yeah. that means they know where their bread is buttered. That is true. But uh, <laughs> people want to see Michael Keaton back in the suit this whole time. Man, he's willing to do it. I mean, he's bringing everything back. Just they also officially today announced uh, Beetlejuice Two is in production. Like it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's having a renaissance. Where do you go with Beetlejuice? <sighs> I know. I don't know. I guess. Do you get uh, with one like thirty back? years between movies? Of course you do. And yeah. Gina Davis and what? Do you, you know do? Alec Baldwin? But it's like. But they're they're like dead. So then you got to yeah. explain why they aged in the well, afterlife. They just de- man, they're just de aging everybody. I also heard about that uh, Indiana Jones movie coming out, and apparently, like the first twenty five minutes is just a, a de aged Harrison Ford running around. Which, dude, the de aging effect in that trailer looks it's really, really good. good. Yeah, they. I I can't mm-hmm. believe. Well, well I think on an upcoming episode of uh, Low Res High Def, we'll have to have a. Uh, I want to talk about AI because AI is there's so much yeah. crazy shit going on. Maybe we'll have some Alan guests come join us. Yeah. <laughs> artificial intelligence, that not- but specifically generative AI. No, man, it's it's crazy the stuff that's going on out there. It makes me wish that they could go back and and I'm usually one of those guys that's like, just leave the movie alone, keep it the way it was released. But like, I look back mm-hmm. at movies like Tron Legacy, and I'm like, well, we could probably go clean up that. Young yeah, can we Jeff tweak it? Bridges effect, right? Yeah. Like, can we go fix that? Because that it's honestly, special like, edition of that. I love that movie, and that's the only thing that, like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, ugh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So we could fix that gummy face or go back and fix <laughs> Carrie Fisher from Rogue One. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because Peter Cushing looked pretty good. That that effect on Peter Cushing. Yeah. Well, looked, he already looked like. It looked really good. And then you got to Carrie Fisher and was like, huh. Yeah. That dude already looked, you know, skeletal <laughs> and uh, sharp edges. He looked like a Shrek character to he begin with. Computer generated. Yes, exactly. Cartoon <laughs> <Yeah>. villain. <laughs> So no, like, what were you? What were your movies? What did you rent when you were a kid? Well, I have that same question for you uh, because we did kind of have the same. We'd have our go tos, you know, the 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 same like ten or so movies would always be in rotation, and usually out of necessity because uh, this isn't. Uh, you didn't have the unlimited selection. You pretty much had what people had not rented already, uh, which you know was usually going to be like the new re- the new releases are gone. Good luck with that. Anything popular within the last couple of years? The is Friday gone. Night Fight, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh-huh. we we had our go tos. We had Ghostbusters was a, a big one, and of course the Star Wars trilogy. Um, Goonies, all those 80s classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, much like you, my first VHS rental experience was in a grocery store, uh, except it was HEB. That's the big uh, chain here in Texas, yeah. spreading into other states, I hear. And uh, yeah, you get your groceries, and right there next to the checkout aisle was the, the, the video rental section. But not only did we rent the, the, the VHS tapes there, we would actually rent the VCR. Like the, we didn't own a VCR for a while. Did wow. you ever rent a VCR, Joe? No, no. Like I said, we yeah? we would rent at one point. My like my teens, mm-hmm. my late teens, we rented like video game systems, yes. but we never rented a VCR. We always had one. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we had the uh, it was like the army green top loading 
VCR. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh. It's mechanically sound, that thing was. Uh, yeah, the thing just looked like a, a landmine, you know, from Vietnam or something that you would bring home. I don't know how much they paid for it because uh, I didn't know what money was back then. It was just, here's this huge green mm-hmm. box. We're going to plug these cables into the back of our TV. And I remember the first thing I remember seeing on VHS from the rental. It was um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. It was the video, the whole 10 minute video, and then like a 30 minute yeah, feature. What? No, this <laughs> is no. Not the Moonwalker video? No, no, not, not the movie. Thriller. Did you never thriller. see Moonwalker the movie? I did see Moonwalker. Oh, thriller. I thought you said Moonwalker. No, I mean, that was that was a good one too. I forgot your pressure was in that. But no, this was like the thriller of their music video because my family was a big Michael Jackson fan. And then they had that 30-minute featurette of, like, the making of afterwards. And uh, I remember uh, being scared by that. But that was the first VHS. Dude, that explains so much about how you're, like, a, <laughs> a visual artist, such a visual storyteller. Yeah? Because that's all those Michael Jackson videos were. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a good point. We would record. So we had a VCR. Yes. We recorded Star Wars, like, when it was on TV. And I'm pretty sure that's how I saw Star Wars the first time was recorded off of like a tv presentation mm-hmm. um but yeah we had all the star wars movies where we had recorded them until they had put out that like star wars saga vhs set oh, yeah that uh like you could you could pony up the extra like 20 bucks i think to get from star wars to jedi oh the yes. documentary and i did and so my my father got me that for a christmas once and like so i, I wore those out in fact i think i still have the set but uh, but yeah, like I, I that's how I watched Star Wars. It was Star Wars, not Episode Four. It was right. It was that release. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, I think that's how I had recorded the video that I ended up giving you. That oh, yeah. has like you know the 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 original cut, the way it was intended to be. And when we have uh, our our future guest on <laughs> that we'll reveal later, like he that is one of my my hot buttons, and he knows it. <laughs> like whenever he talks about episode four, he'll say something like "Sorry, Joe, Star Wars." <laughs> like yes, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, like that I recorded so much. We had a, a collection of like stuff that my father would record off of HBO, like stand up specials, oh, yeah. uh, movies that were on HBO, movies that were on regular TV. It was very rare if we like bought some kind of movie and come on star wars is definitely gonna be one of them oh, yeah. indiana jones i didn't own until i was a teenager like my my parents ended up recording that off of tv the first two and yeah, then i think, I think when last crusade came out uh we we ended up renting that and then recording a copy off of that uh <laughs> hook up two vcrs we, we dabbled in some video piracy for a little while oh yeah oh, man. Yeah. oh well you knew the little trick about uh, you know if the tab was broken off of the vhs cassette you couldn't record. My wife didn't know what the trick was. She didn't know that? She didn't know. I just, I told her recently. Put some tape, right? Yeah, cover up that that slot. <laughs> oh, yeah. My fellow Judge, you, Did you ever, uh, you ever broken into your uh, your VHS player? No. Like the, the VCR? You know what? I'm lying. I have once because I had to get a tape yeah. un, unwound. Yeah, it got, it got <laughs> yes. tangled up. That's always, that's what starts. Uh, yeah, that's the, the joys of, uh, it's, man. I think about I think about that technology, the analog technology, and it really is kind of a miracle that any of that was ever possible. Like that, here's this little strip of tape Magnet. that's running yeah. on a spool, and uh, we're using magnets basically to uh, record an image and sound onto them, um, and in the form of like closed captions, like data as well is yeah. being recorded onto them. Yeah, um, and the last you know forty years, I've got this home project thanks to you. And that uh, TV slash VHS combo that you gave me, mm-hmm. uh, I've had a long-term project. I'm about halfway through. I'm not sure if you can see that here. I got a stack of 
No, of course the mic's blocked. I've got a stack of VHS tapes. <laughs> I'm sure, I see it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah, just say yes for the story. Yes. Nobody will ever know. I've got a stack of VHS tapes about uh, waist high uh, that I'm slowly going through and archiving because a lot of this stuff is, you know, stuff that was recorded, uh, you know, family uh, with our, our uh, camcorder. A lot of the stuff is like some of these movies and specials that were recorded yeah. on TV that we'll never have. A lot of it is porn, I'm discovering. Yeah. I, uh, also had recorded onto VHS, but... Uh, you know you're in a safe place right now to talk about that. <laughs> Bro, I recorded, I recorded the unlike unscrambled porn sometimes that was on tv like oh, i was yeah. just hoping that if i went back and went slow-mo you pause maybe it. i could freeze frame on a boob yep. yes <laughs> it worked i would stay up late late at night oh man so there was a point where i didn't want i didn't want my fa- i don't know why i thought about this but like i didn't have i had like a little tv upstairs this was after i moved to texas mm-hmm. i had a little tv upstairs that didn't have a vcr attached to it we just had our video game system on it yep but I would grab, I would grab our camcorder, and I would point it at the TV, That's and so then funny. record the TV. And there's like one where I was watching Frankenhooker. Like it was I recorded Frankenhooker, and as like all these boobs are coming out, you, you definitely hear me. I will never release this, but I'm, the fact that I'm telling you about it is amazing. But Cut like, this part out. No, you could keep it on. It's okay. But the fact that like, like, so you see like all the boobs and stuff, and then you just hear a young voice go. Oh, <laughs> like I wasn't doing anything. It no, was just the first just time I was seeing awe. a boob, and I was just like, "Yeah, oh, whoa!" <laughs> and hilarious. then, like, you hear like just before the video cuts out, you hear my older sister go, "What are you watching?" <laughs> <I just> like, <laughs> and I switched the input back to the Super Nintendo, and we were good to go. Uh, that is the great thing about like VHS tapes. You go back and watch, and it's such like a. Um, it could be, yes, it could be born one minute. Uh, it could be uh, uh, Olympics highlights the next, going back to the Olympics. And it could be a uh, beloved family memory. <laughs> exactly. All butted up within a five-minute segment. <laughs> I, I am not bullshitting. I definitely have, like, my little sister Amanda, I think it's like her christening video. And no. at some point while the priest is doing his thing, it cuts over to like Emmanuel four for like about five minutes. And then it comes back just in time to see the priest put the water on her. Well, that's a... <laughs> for, wow. For Juxtaposition. <laughs> the money shot. <laughs> no, no. Please stop. Oh my God. That's horrible. You know, these are one of those times I'm so glad my mom can't be here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because I would feel so ashamed. Uh, that's funny. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So the VHS tapes. We, we rented plenty of movies, but you... You rented you you had to have rented video games too, right? Oh, I did too, and that was yeah, just as fun as uh, picking up the latest movie was 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 picking up the latest video game system, like you said as well as the games. Yeah, I would rent uh, before I owned a Nintendo. I would rent the Nintendo from that same HEB where I was getting uh, renting Star Wars nice. and the uh, green top loading uh, VCR. <laughs> yeah, man. What about you? I'm gonna find that VCR <laughs> for you. I would love that. So rental opened up a whole new world for my parents because, you know, Nintendo games were expensive. Like we're talking 50, 60 bucks back when they were first released. Then there was a decline. (laughs) Guys, you may not know this, Mm -hmm. but there was a decline. And then all these video games you can get for like five bucks, two bucks. Mm -hmm. And now because nostalgia and collectors, like all those games are now back up to like doubled, like $120, $200. I know, right? And it's like, I would love to go back. And I guess this is what feeds it. I I have like I'd love to go back and collect the games that I loved the most as a kid. And not just like the 
the standards, not like Super Mario Brothers, but like Silver Surfer. Like that was sure. that was huge for me as a kid. That was yeah. one of those few games that like everybody Rygar. else thought was shit, but I was so good at it and I loved it. Rygar, absolutely one of them. Yeah. Die Hard. I have Die Hard, by the way. That game was shit. But I loved it. It was Die Hard, so I loved it, which was another movie yeah. I rented every fucking holiday. <laughs> um but every Christmas, but it, huh? it opened up a whole new world for my folks because like the rule used to be once you finish a game, we'll buy you another one. And, you know, for for kids, especially oh, me, yeah. I'm, in, I'm an idiot. Like it wasn't until I was probably, you know, 10 <laughs> or 15 years old, I was actually finishing games. But like the whole rule was like, you finish the game, we'll get you a new one. And I never finished one. And I think they knew that. But like my father would rent me video games all the time. And I always <laughs> had the worst taste in rentals because you had that option you were like huh <laughs> it was the box well, let art. me try platoon <laughs> or let me let me ch- check out this gilligan's <laughs> island game on the <laughs> robocop NES. robocop well and the thing was robocop here's an r-rated film <laughs> that uh, i'm sure makes a great which game which for my father took me to when it came out in the theater my father definitely took me to robocop <laughs> well, well, there you go. but uh but yeah like there <laughs> maybe were it all these games that like were crummy so bad there were some games that were so bad that i rented that I would gen- I would just hook up my old Atari twenty six hundred and play those games instead. You'd rather play I couldn't, a square Pac Man. Yeah, I just couldn't. The Jaws on the NES, M- much like you, uh, Blockbuster came late to our city. Uh, I didn't get one until, yeah, I think it was right after high school as well, uh, mm-hmm. for some reason. But uh, we did have plenty of video rental uh, places around, and, and my rental store of choice was called Video Giant. Uh, and it, it lived up to the name because, uh, yeah, yeah, big store, a lot of shelves, even had the little room in the back uh, that we weren't allowed to go into. I was about to ask <laughs> exactly. about the room in the back. I've never seen a room in the back. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, nor have I, but I have seen the uh, the dangling beads <laughs> that uh, separate you from, uh, it, well, Emmanuel Four, amongst other uh, fine <laughs> films. Nice. <laughs> did you... Did you ever like Cinderella? How did you feel about the the rewind? Like, did you ever have to pay a fee for not rewinding your movies? I was usually pretty good about that. Uh, I was uh, I, I followed the rules back in the day, and I appreciated that. And uh, yeah, um, we 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 didn't could not afford late fees. Yeah. So uh, you're you're gonna make sure that things rewind. You're gonna make sure it's back by three p.m. or whatever the the cutoff was. Oh yeah, you um you strike me as someone who would have stuck by the rules of that. And like, <laughs> yes. Well, no, just that you would return something thanks. better than how you got it. Um, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. So we had to pay late fees a couple times. My stepfather was really bad about returning mm. movies or if he hadn't watched them yet, he would just be like, F it. We're going to keep it for another week and we'll watch it. It's like, okay. Or like, right. did you record it yet? We'll record it. So that way we uh. can bring it back. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so one day, because my school was right next to the, uh, the blockbuster, uh, he wanted me to oh, just wow. return it at the end of school. When school was done, just walk across the street real quick. Oh. Return. I had the Punisher NES game, and I had a couple of yeah. movies, and I can't remember what the movies were, but they were new releases. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, man, I don't know, uh, like the Pelican Brief or, <laughs> or like something along those lines. Just something that was kind of big at the time, but you know, something I don't think of anymore. Mm-hmm. But w- when I was at lunch, and this was. I may have mentioned this before. I was intimidated by using lockers. I didn't want to use a locker. So I just kept everything in my bags because I was always scared that I wouldn't be able to use the locker correctly. I didn't Ugh, want to get laughed I hate at. those combos. So somehow I thought that carrying two heavy ass bags was a much better option that would get me <laughs> less, <laughs> less flack. So, uh, so yeah, when I'd go to lunch, you, there were kids, you could put your backpacks up in a, in a hallway mm-hmm. and that's what I did. And so then when lunch was done, I go to this hallway to go get my bags and they're gone. <laughs> 
<gasps> no. Someone had taken someone had taken my shit. Like back then, I had all these people I suspected. Now, as a forty-five-year-old man, I know <laughs> exactly list. who did it. Oh, really? It was my buddy. It was my friend who knew they were my bags. Ha! Um, it's always the ones you least suspect. Yeah, he Et wanted to brute. He wanted what was in there. He wanted the game, and he wanted the, whatever. Mm -hmm. He had the motive. He was he the one. The, uh... So they went missing, <laughs> and then I go home and I let my folks know, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, I've missed, I've, I've lost these things. And my mother was very compassionate about it. My stepfather was a jerk. Um, um, but it was like three hours later, this friend comes over to my house. He's like, Hey man, I found your stuff. And it was like down in a, in a Creek bed. And it was like all the stuff except for the movies and the game. Like oh, all of my, sorry, stuff was man. In my books, but my books That's were damaged bullshit. because like, because <gasps> they were in the water. So all these textbooks we had to rebuy and school what? textbooks are not cheap. Um, no. So everything said and done. And like, you know, we went, we went to Blockbuster and explained to them the situation and they were like, well, you know that game is a new game, so that's going to be about a hundred bucks. That the, no. you had two new release movies. That's going to be a hundred bucks each. Like they were quoting us like three to four hundred dollars. And then my 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 mom went in. She's like, "You're kidding, right? Like you're gonna you're not going to charge us yeah. the the amount of money we already spend with you to like yeah. rent movies and then in the late fees and stuff like that. You are not going to drag us over the coals for this." And she ended up talking yeah. them out of it. And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just you know, like twenty bucks each, and and we'll oh. just call it a day." Everybody hated those late fees, yeah. man. And ultimately, I kind of think that's what did them in. Like, uh, the late fee was synonymous with Blockbuster, unfortunately. Uh -huh. That kind of became what they were known for, especially when Netflix showed up and was like, hey, we'll just mail you DVDs. You don't yes. have to go anywhere. And, and just we'll return them whenever you want. Yeah, just drop them yeah. in the mail. Never have to leave your house. They even sent you like the self-addressed stamped envelope. So there was yes. like no reason I know. to not be able to send it back. Yeah. And I don't remember them ever having late fees. They were just like, keep it as long as you want. They want uh -huh. you to keep it as long as you want because you're paying a monthly subscription. So That's if you right. keep the same DVD for two months, you've now paid $10 for that DVD. Exactly. You bought it basically. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, Blockbuster was very much sticklers for that. I, I did have several friends as well who were like, hey, can, can we use your Blockbuster card? Can you rent me in this movie? Because, uh, you know, I've got a $99 late fee on Eddie Murphy's Raw Hell no. live in concert. Hell no. <laughs> if you you racked up that late fee on your account, what are you going to do with mine? Yeah, exactly. What, are you, what do you do for me? What's in it for me? <laughs> um, so when I moved into my, my first apartment, there was uh, we had this workout facility. And in like just inside the door of the workout facility was kind of like an early version of Redbox. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it wasn't like the same company before they called it Redbox. But it was just like this red little, this little red machine. You put your account info in it, which now <laughs> I would be like, mm -mm, nope, uh, not doing that. But seems... I definitely did. Uh, and you could rent like a couple of movies. And then, and I felt like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is so convenient. All I have to do is I could walk in my pajamas back over here to the workout room and just like return it when I'm done. I watched so many movies. Like that was my, that was kind of my height of renting things was living in that apartment, living alone, uh, bachelor's life. Yep, that'll do it. Um, uh, and it was also the same time where I was doing horrible damage to my body. Um, yep, also depressed. Hand in hand. Yep. Eating full pizzas in one sitting. Uh, while while yeah. playing online games with people like all night long, it was it was a dark time for the, <laughs> it's the blockbuster customer. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, that was my that was my height of just like taking in. I watched movies I never thought I'd watch in my life. Like I watched Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima back to back because they had <laughs> wow. it, they had it in the machine. I was like, let's do this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like renting kind of it became part of the DNA, but it took me a while to get there. 
there is something to be said about kind of having that limited quantity. You know, uh, we talked earlier about not being able to have your pick of the litter generally, especially depending on the time you go, um, and uh, not having every movie that you could ever want to ever – every movie that's ever been produced, I could probably be watching in five minutes sure. on any number yeah. of devices in my house right now. Um, uh-huh. so the idea of like going somewhere and uh, you're not sure what you're going to come back with. Like I'm, a, I'm going for this movie, but they may not have it. I may have to go to plan B, C, or D. Yeah. Um, you never wanted to come home empty-handed. No, and that's why getting – you know, we talked about uh, – you said – Sarah's got some stories. Uh, Jenna, her story is uh, having to get off of work early on a Friday afternoon to get to the blockbuster, not to return a movie, although sometimes, but uh, to make sure you're there before all the new releases are gone. Yeah, they put the they put the new releases out like at, at like five p.m. Yep. on Friday. And if you're not there by five oh five, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you're getting the you're getting the scraps. You're getting mm-hmm. uh, and that, but, you're getting biodome. But that's a good way to to discover stuff. That's a good way to discover yeah, that's things. How I discovered it's how, biodome. It's how I discovered Evil Dead and mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two. Wow, um, was just like walking the aisles and going, huh? <laughs> this movie looks weird and creepy. I like horror movies, and then going like, oh, this is great. What's the first movie you remember renting from Blockbuster, if you can? The first movie was probably The Goonies. Yeah. And yeah, it was probably the Goonies because it was one of those few movies that my sister and I could both agree on. Like, okay, yeah, let's watch let's watch the Goonies tonight. Uh and then like there were times where as my as my sister got older, she did a lot of sleepovers with her friends. And so it would just be me and dad. And me and dad would rent like Police Academy. Yes. <laughs> the first few uh. Police Academy movies. Uh and that's kind of how I discovered that. Caddyshack. Naked Gun. Uh, I discovered through rental. The naked gun we saw. Yeah, rented. We rented mm-hmm. it. Um and I'll never forget like how much that that baseball part where he's the umpire, the I love <laughs> yes. LA montage. My father cackles and laughs like nothing I've ever heard <laughs> to that scene. My dad had a particular uh, got particularly tickled when uh, there's a really crass beaver joke. <laughs> Or he's like nice beaver. up her skirt to a nice beaver, and she actually hands him a stuffed beaver. And then she beaver. hands down the stuffed beaver. Yeah. <laughs> we, Thanks, I just had it stuffed. My, my, my dad laughed so hard, we had to pause, <laughs> rewind. Naked oh, that's so great. Rest in peace. My, um, I think for my mother, it was The Three Amigos. Yes. My mother would constantly, like, when we'd go rent movies, she'd be like, hey, grab The Three Amigos. I think I want to oh, watch that this weekend. Yeah. That's so fun. She she loved that flick. Uh, so, yeah, there were there were those standards. But then, like, I started doing my thing and kind of coming back around to, I know I mentioned this earlier. My best friend uh, was this guy named Sean Murphy in my grade. Uh, mm-hmm. And we did like sleepovers all the time. And when, when we got, when we hit like 12, 13 years old, we did sleepovers at each other's houses and we were constantly renting. Like it's like both of our parents didn't care. They were not present. So we were like watching, <laughs> we were watching all kinds of like horror movies. We were watching Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, American, like we were watching ninja movies, karate movies. Like that's, Oof. that was our bread and butter was we watched the shit out of those movies. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's kind of, where that appreciation, I said this before, that's where that appreciation came from. And it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have that. Yeah. Um, what would you call it? That dispensability of the rental where it's yeah. like you're not as invested. It's like, okay, it's two bucks. Let's take a chance. Let's just check it out. Or the 99 cent bin. I remember the little 99 cent section where it was like, here's something yeah, you may have never heard of. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was, and it was always like on the end cap right as you yeah. were getting to the counter to check out. So it's like, oh, one of those little impulse rentals. Yeah, yeah that was sure. the magic of kind of going in, not knowing what you're going to come out with. Um, yeah. And, and browsing and, like you said, discovering new things. And 
seeing some. Oh, what's new this week? They got the little news section. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if your rental store had this, but uh, you'd have like the employee section. What their favorites are? Employee recommendations. Yeah, they had the the um, the blackboard that showed what was coming out this Friday. Oh, so yes. you could kind of pregame Plan for like, it. all yeah. right, mm-hmm. here we go. Wayne's World's coming out this week. We're gonna totally love <laughs> that. Schwing. Another one that I didn't see in the theater. Yeah. I, I, we rented it and watched it. And it's one of those movies that like it, it got rewound and watched over and yeah. over again. It was like that in Ace Ventura. I remember being like comedies we've never seen. Like we never experienced that kind of funny. And just like, wow. Now, again, it's so funny. Like, like going back and with the hindsight and thinking like, I've definitely seen movies that were way funnier than this long before I saw Wayne's World, long before I saw Ace Ventura. You know, I go back to The Jerk constantly, The Jerk yes. or or Caddyshack, Fletch, and I'm like, Animal man, House. these are so funny. Spies Like Us, Animal House, you know, and it's just, it's it's true. Like, your tastes change, and those were the movies that my father was renting, and I didn't care about it. You know, I, I wanted to see Ninja Swords. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, also kind of the way they had it broken down by genre as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like my, my life is probably like yours. Nowadays, it's all like I have like five different subscriptions, right? I've got Netflix. I've got my personal Plex collection where I've got a hard drive with mm-hmm. all these uh, movies that I've ripped from legally owned DVDs, Joe. Okay. Yes, you, you, you already owned a copy. Finger wagging. <laughs> um, well, you know, Hulu. I'm about to subscribe to Paramount because you've got me all about Picard. Oh, dear. and so I'm oh. I'm being shown what each individual studio wants to show me. I'm not looking yeah. at the action section. I'm not looking at the comedy <laughs> section where mm-hmm. where I get to see all the offerings from all of the different studios collected. I, I miss that. Yeah. Remember when cutting the cord meant you were going to be paying less? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and know. Now, now we're paying like twice as much as we were paying with cable. And, and I still have cable. <laughs> oh, too. I finally yes. let Sling go. go. I've been paying $40 a month for that, and I realized mm-hmm. um, the, the reasons I was keeping Sling. Yeah. <laughs> call it, some people call it Sling Blade. Some people call it Sling Blade. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you got the axe because uh, I was paying $40 a month. Yeah, man. Uh, and I realized I, I wasn't really using it for mm-hmm. anything. I'd, I'd go browse, and I'd end up watching something I actually wanted to watch instead of what this service was telling me to watch. Bro, when you become a parent, you keep services just because of what they offer the kids. Like Netflix oh, yeah. is basically— you can never get rid of. Basically, I use it for the kids more than anything. Every once in a while, we'll get that new season of Stranger Things, or there'll be some cool documentary series that comes out on it. But mm-hmm. it's baby more shark. often than not, it is. Yeah, it's Baby Bum. It's Go Dog <laughs> Go. Uh, and it's like, oh, man, why am I paying for this? And then it's like, well, why am I paying for Hulu? I should just drop Hulu. Oh, wait, I can't because it's bundled with Disney Plus. And I got to keep Disney Plus because uh-huh. we got my Marvel shows, my Star Wars shows, <laughs> and then all the shit there that my kids can watch. Uh, and then there's uh, what else do we have? We have Amazon Prime, which is kind of cool. I think Sarah gets that as part of her being a student at, oh. at SMU. So she gets that. Nice. Um, yeah. Look, dude, there's there are so many streaming services. And then the ones that I just I won't pay for. I'm not going to pay for Apple Plus, even though they have Ted Lasso. They've got, you know, and, and this all makes sense. Stuff, it's though. all going to be relevant when I bring this back around. <laughs> but they've got Ted Lasso. They've got uh, Severance, which is just outstanding. I love that show. We but binge like, watched that overnight. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. We just it's stayed until 5 a.m. because we couldn't stop writing. watching it. I can't wait to get Sarah in on that show. And I've tried not to tell her anything about it. Um, it was such a surprise. But but now it's like that's what these streaming services have become. They've become the different genres. And it's like instead of having to pay late fees or non-rewind fees, we're just getting stuck with the subscription fees. Like that's yeah. until somebody and, – and it's never going to happen. 
all that all that's going to happen is they're going to keep reducing this down and more and more to other services mm -hmm. that are specializing in one thing like i think there's like a doctor who only streaming service <laughs> yes that's right it's so i niche. love doctor who but i'm not dropping 20 bucks a month yeah. just so we can watch doctor who and then ladies and gentlemen when you complain <laughs> about people pirating your product yes this is how we get there this is how we get there it's come full circle once again it has yeah um, Do you think we'll ever see like a, I mean, you know, like, like a, a video store, a video rental store, a location where you go and look at movies and make a choice? Well, I don't. Up, up until a year ago, our mm. friend Jay Gunn would go once a week with his folks to this place called Family Video, that was right down the street mm. from his house, and yep. they were next door to a, I think, a Marco's Pizza, and together they had worked on a deal. It's like if you buy a pizza, you get half off a rental, and they just nice. recently closed that Family Video, but you could still rent movies. Like if you go to Movie Trading Company and you buy something, and I don't know if that's like a, a store that's nationwide, but it's mm -hmm. definitely here in the region. It's a place that's like used movies. You can go back, you can sell them, oh, you yeah. can buy, you know, used stuff, but like. They give you the option still. When I bring things up to the counter, they're like, are you buying or renting? And like, I'm always thrown off guard. I'm like, rent? <laughs> like, you could, what are they, you could do that? And what like, are they renting? Blu-rays? Yeah. Is that what renting they're doing nowadays? There are still, there's still DVDs. They still have a VHS section. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But see, that's, a, that's the thing. Everybody had a VCR back in the day. Everybody could play VHS cassettes. It was, it would be, it's like a microwave, right? It would be unfathomable yeah. to go to somebody's house and them not have a v VCR. Until you went to that one friend's house that had the beta. Yeah, that was they me. The yeah, exactly. yeah, they, they made the wrong choice. You chose uh, poorly. I did that with the, uh, with the high def discs. Oh, you went HD DVD? I went HD DVD first. I was like, oh, well, well, porn went with HD DVD. Exactly. <laughs> I still want to know what happened. That'll be its own episode. I, I want to look into what happened when, when Blu-ray forced them out. I think it's because Blu-ray had the Sony backup. Uh, yeah, probably. That probably had a lot to do with it. Eh, but they had pan Well, all right. Yeah. Well, 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 that's another episode. This has nothing to do with Blockbuster <laughs> or VHS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I ask whether you think we could ever have like an, a brick and mortar uh, movie rental store again. Mm -hmm. much in the same yes. way and yeah I, I think part of the fact that like not everybody i know owns a blu-ray player i think most people mm -hmm. are fine with streaming like if you had to lose your blu-ray player um, it, people can get content uh other ways well i think that we also we live in a very interesting time where people are very focused on local shop local support local yeah. uh brick and mortar like people love going and having that true. like the the events that we've done recently mm -hmm. uh with my radio station we've we've got a partnership with josie records and we've gone a couple of times, once to their new location in Plano and then to their original location in Dallas. And that that feeling of like going through the aisles and flipping through stuff. Yes. And kind tactile. of figuring out what you want. That exactly the tactile feel. R video rental, it plays so much into that. It's and perfect. if they can yeah, if they can refine that and be like, all right, we're doing away with the late fees. We're, like if you have a movie for more than like whatever, like I'm totally good with you having access to like my account to like just do drafting to sure. draft something out. Yeah. And if I have something for too long, take it and it, it hits that limit. It's two dollars. Yeah, I deserve it. Go ahead and take it out. But mm -hmm. I think that it could happen as long as like as long as the business business model is sound. And I think it is. I think you just take what Netflix pioneered and what these streaming services have been putting together. <laughs> and I think that. The only thing that could stand in your way are studios trying to block you from being able to rent out their product. 
Yeah, that is hard. And, and the way everything's kind of been siloed into all of their different streaming services with so many exclusives, um, yeah, it's, how do we ever get back to that? Yeah. I mean, I still feel like everyone's releasing most of their content on Blu-rays, right? I mean, uh-huh. even everything yeah. that, that shows up on Disney Plus is uh, you can you can buy. They want There's you to. physical copies, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it would, it would take everybody owning a Blu-ray player or, or having some way to... To, to have a physical copy to rent, yeah. but yeah, I I miss picking up the, uh, the the case and flipping it over. And you get to see a couple of scenes, get to read the description, read the get reviews. a feel for the movie. <laughs> yeah, see what that uh, Siskel and Ebert blurb is. I loved I love when like the the summaries were so bad and like were, were they were just like um, promotional pieces, like clearly promotional pieces, yeah. and not summaries of the movie at all. No. Um, they would just choose like one word every now and then, like explosive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the scripts or <laughs> there's um there's a website called Red Letter Media. I love these yes. guys. They go yes. through and they'll review like old movies. They have a thing called like Wheel of the Worst, and they'll put a bunch of bad VHSs <laughs> on this wheel, and like three of them will spin it. And then in the course of the night, this is something I've always wanted to do with you guys. Like in the course Ooh, of the night, they cool. they watch these three movies. They kind of film and and they'll like show just highlights of moments while they were watching these movies. <laughs> yes. And then they come together at the end and review each one and kind mm-hmm. of determine like hey they're all bad but which one is the best of the bad like yeah. and and that's the one we'll keep and the other two get destroyed um f mary kill but but it's really cool and again they're like they're going through like all those movies that i was renting back in the day they're like mostly all the VHS trauma copies movies. yeah the trauma not just the trauma movies but like samurai cop uh like they're, <laughs> yes there's samurai cop episode from I, uh, the editing bay. i think they're the ones that uncovered samurai cop and are almost a hundred percent responsible for See, it getting the publicity to do a sequel. And how would you discover a samurai cop were it not for a just video this, rental store? Just from this website or a rental store, exactly. Right. There was some there was a Rucker Hauer movie called Split Second that I'd never heard of, and he plays like this cop in in like future uh England and mm. it he's like specializes in hunting down aliens. And this, the movie's fantastic. It's a great, like, cheesy sci-fi action flick, but I would have never discovered it. That <laughs> Blind blind Fury would have never yes. discovered it without video rental. That, yeah, I, I ended up loving that one. That was really a, a surprise hit. Listen to our Blind Fury. Fury. It's hard to say. Blind <laughs> Five Fury times episode fast. <laughs> from uh, the editing bay. Yeah. Our other defunct podcast. Do you have uh, Do you have anything else you want to touch on with this, or do you think we've covered well, it all? Well, I, I ask about uh, whether you think the, the VHS rental brick and mortar could come back, because uh, apparently a couple weeks ago, did you hear about this? Blockbuster.com, uh, a cryptic message, mm-hmm. which I think had been up there for a few months, and somebody just recently discovered it, and it went viral. <laughs> just but they have something, if you go to the website, it says something like, you know, uh, please be kind while we rewind or something uh, very cryptic but alluding to yeah. a potential blockbuster relaunch of some sort i don't know what that would be here we go blockbuster.com yeah we are working on rewinding your movie is what it says there you go do you, do you think it'll be a brick and mortar or do you think they're going to offer their own subscription i mean like site I, I think what we want is a brick and mortar. I think yeah. what they're going to give us is this is just somebody kind of capitalizing on the brand and realizing, yeah. oh, there's a TV show. There's this documentary on Netflix about the last blockbuster. Did you watch that one too? I the haven't last yet. Blockbuster? No, that's definitely that's a Lord. great one too. That's a great uh, it's nostalgia on Netflix, right? trip. <laughs> Ironically on Netflix, yes. Oh, Does that man. feel a little bit like they're rubbing their nose? Karma, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, remember these guys who we totally kicked their asses and um, took away their livelihoods? Here's a time. Now we're making money on them off their name. <laughs> a mail-away service. That'll never work. Ooh, what if Netflix is behind this whole uh, blockbuster 
website. That, oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they are. They had the TV show. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they, they own the rights. They probably own the rights to yeah. it. <laughs> They're the secret, uh, the shadow company behind Blockbuster. What a dick move. <laughs> That's a horrible move. <laughs> well, uh, Because they're going to they're gonna throw it in the next season of Stranger Things. We're going to see a Blockbuster. Oh, oh, well, we did in the last one. And, and Remember? We? Yeah, that's where they went. Oh, and they had all the posters and the cutouts of Schwarzenegger. It was family video. Oh, uh, it wasn't the actual Blockbuster. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't right. Blockbuster. It was their version. Well, they always have like their version of, yeah. you know, they don't want to. But now that like Netflix rights. owns, if Netflix <laughs> owns the brand of Blockbuster. Yeah, maybe. Whew, come on. Let's see it. Bring it back. Yeah. I miss it. I still have a VHS. <laughs> I'll always have a VHS collection, I think. I've pared it down. To probably fifty or so, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. the, the the classics, the keepers, and then of course yeah. uh, all the recorded porn. I still have I still have some of mine too, and we've gone through some porn. of the old boxes. And Sarah's like, "Why do you keep this? Like you you don't even have anything to watch it on." And I'm like, "I just I can't get rid of." Do the you porn. not anymore? You gave me your last VHS tape. Well, yeah, because I figured you could you could use it. And I am, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm digitizing See? my history. I would not be doing what you're doing right now. That is. <laughs> I did that once. I digitized like a bunch of like home movies of me and my friends like doing a wrestling show in my apartment. Of course. Uh, yeah. It's, it should never see the light of day. Sounds it's sexy. offensive. It's racist. Oh, it's really? horrible. Because we Cut were trying to be out. the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we were go. leaning hard into like, oh, they're racist. So we could be racist You're too. Doing it right. And now we watch it and we're like, oh, Cringe. yikes. We <laughs> should never, this should never see the light of day. Ever again. You could never run for um, office, Joe. All this stuff would, would surface. Oh, man. And I really want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guys, let us know what you're looking forward to in the next week or if you have ideas for things that we could talk about on future episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you're interesting and would like to guest on a future episode, can't promise anything, <laughs> but, you know, drop us a line. You can find us at lowreshighdef.com and uh, you can follow us to our different social media channels there. Uh, and, uh, and what else do we have, Joel? Uh, we also have a Twitter handle. work on that. You can follow us uh, for now on Twitter as long as it's around and we, we, we deem it valuable uh, at lowreshighdef on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, uh, which we'll link back to, uh, well, basically Twitter and the website. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook and sound off there and keep uh, in touch. And I've been doing these little uh, promos where if you're not sure if you want to listen to a particular episode, I've been cutting down little two-minute promos where you can get a little sample of each episode. Yeah. Last week was our uh, live music episode uh, where you and I had a lively debate about Metallica, whether they were any good anymore. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It almost got me in trouble. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> I since. Since I've gotten back into radio, I've become fast friends with Metallica's tour manager, oh, no. Q Prime. No wonder you were so defensive. <laughs> and my wife's like, what if he hears this? <laughs> what if he hears this? But like on, on release day, they just released a new album called 72 Seasons. And on release day, he sent me like a little care package. And Uh-oh. one of the things that was in the box was a signed copy of 72 Seasons on vinyl. Nice. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. And vinyl I was like, too. oh, well, that's really nice. Yeah, he also added like three copies of it on cassette tape. I was like, is that a thing? Still? <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> wow, that'll be our so, next uh, episode where we talk about uh, yeah. cassettes and Walkmans. Talk about cassettes. Thank you, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, so what are we going to talk about next week? Uh, next week, speaking of guest hosts, Joe, uh, we will have a guest on next week. This is hot off the presses. Just figured this out right before we started recording. That um, friend of the show and uh, podcast host in his own right, Ryan Jenkins from uh, Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries, their podcast, which we announced the existence, the the, the pilot of this episode of this podcast on their podcast, where we uh, guest hosted on the yeah. Wreck It Ralph sequel. Ralph, what is it? Ralph breaks they were the, the first internet. podcast to swipe right for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is it swipe right? Do they swipe left? So, I don't know. I, can't I don't know. It's been a while. They swiped, but we 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 did it. We announced this podcast on there. 
uh, podcast, and uh, we're going to return the favor uh, and have on Ryan. Not Tara this time. We'll have her on in a future episode, but uh, we've got a little... Uh, you mentioned Cinco de Mayo, Joe, but uh, an even bigger mm-hmm. and better holiday in my mind is uh, May the 4th that uh, precedes it by one day. That's right. Star Wars Day, May the 4th is coming up. Uh, yeah. And to celebrate, we're going to have Ryan Jenkins on and we're going to be, uh, we're going to make it a musical episode, I think. We're going to be uh, sharing some tracks. We used to do this on our nice. other podcasts, uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators. We had a couple of episodes where we um, all each brought in, we did our homework and brought in uh, some of our favorite music some tracks tunes from uh, uh some oh, of our yeah. video games so we're gonna do that with star wars we've done this with movies too we have yeah. done it with movies that's right uh star wars yeah. are movies and so they're gonna get that same treatment too uh man <laughs> if if you told me go you know pick what are your five favorite themes or you know tracks from uh, the nine or even you know the ex- expanded universe star wars movies uh, i could easily okay. fill that top the five. theme song for general hux uh, <laughs> would the, not be on the list. The last stand of the shiny stormtrooper woman that came back in the third. Can't even one. remember her name. Uh, I, yeah. Captain Phasma. Yeah, probably not a lot of uh, tracks from the prequels on there. I'm not sure John Williams' uh, heart was in it. I can understand why. Although there are some great <laughs> themes from those films. There, there are a couple good themes. It just seems like he kind of took some stuff he liked from Harry Potter and like just like went half speed with it. Okay. Yeah. Let's just take this this Dumbledore theme and we'll we'll stretch it Let's, out a little uh, bit for Luke. Reuse some uh, <laughs> musical cues from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. in Episode One. Oh, man. Nobody will ever know. I'm excited about this. I'm so excited yeah. about this one. So tune in next week for our big May the Fourth Extravaganza with Ryan Jenkins, where we'll uh, be listening to some Star Wars music. Awesome. Well, thank you very yeah. much for listening, guys. Joel, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Pleasure's always mine. <laughs> the pleasure's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thank you. <laughs> And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Talk about some Star Wars music. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.